All right. Well, week five of the Big 12 season is in the books, and we're here with you to recap and react to it. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us as we look back on the week that was in the Big 12. And we're on right now, Facebook Live. We're on Instagram Live. We'll be up on YouTube. And of course, it'll be up on the podcast as well, where we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating and review. Those help us out tremendously, continue to grow the show. And I just got a new batch of koozies. Let me grab one right here. Give me a second. I'll show it off to you. Hang on one sec. All right, there you go, YouTube. There you go, Instagram. These are the new koozies that we are sending out. Top-of-the-line stuff here when you leave a rating and a review on the podcast and iTunes. And send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. So we're going to talk about the games in order, and that means we got to start off with Texas and TCU. That was the 11 a.m. game of the day, at least if you're in central time with the rest of us. Of course, I'm in Kansas City. You're all over Big 12 country. Uh, B. John Robinson's the best running back in the Big 12. And that's saying something because this is the year of the running back for the Big 12. The quarterback play is not very good this season. It's about the running backs. It's about guys like uh, B. John Robinson, Brees Hall, Zach Evans, Kennedy Brooks. Uh, who am I forgetting? Jalen Warren. I mean, the list goes on and on. That's how deep the Big 12 is at this position this year. Uh, B. John Robinson at Texas, 35 carries, 216 yards, Two touchdowns, also had, by the way, 22 receiving yards on the day as Texas rolled TCU 32-27. to By the way, how good is Vegas? You get a push on a plus five or a minus five, regardless of which side you were on. You got a push on, on a five-point spread in college football. Boy, Vegas does know best, huh? They always know best. And you, you look at this Texas team, and Casey Thompson was not great in this game. At quarterback, 12 of 22, 142 yards, one touchdown, one pick. But it was a combination of Bijan Robinson, the ground game for Texas, piling up 272 yards. And it was also a good Texas defense that, you know, looked improved based on what it had done in recent weeks, especially even last week against Texas Tech and that big win. Think back to that big win last week, and there were times, now it was garbage time, but there were times that the defense didn't look all that great. And they took care of business on Saturday against TCU. They get a a, a comfortable victory in this game. And I, I look at this and I say, okay, this Texas team is now 4-1 and one going into the Red River rivalry next week. I got to get used to saying that again, you know, because uh, it doesn't slide off the tongue. It doesn't slip off the tongue. Red River rivalry. Red River Showdown is might be the better way to do it. But either way, you get the point. I mean, it's one of those things where Texas is now 4-1. and one. They're playing good football. They're confident. Steve Sarkeesian has this offense improving. And Texas should feel good about its chances next week. And by the way, TCU had owned Texas as of late. This was Texas's first win at TCU at TCU since 2013. That tells you something. That's why I was on the side of Texas in this game. I thought Sarkeesian brought a a new mentality where you don't overlook teams like TCU. You don't look ahead to Oklahoma, which happened way too often to Tom Herman. He played down to competition and then played up to competition. 
I think those days are over uh, with Steve Sarkeesian at the helm. And they got a solid 32-27 victory on Saturday in this game. Uh, And we are going to talk about all the Big 12 games. But shout out to Lou on Facebook Live who just said, Good win by future Big 12 member Cincinnati. No Notre Dame in the playoff this year, thank goodness. I, I agree with you there, by the way. I, I, I just I can't stand Notre Dame. I, I can't. So many things about the Irish I can't stand. But yes, no playoffs this year for the Irish. Good for Cincinnati, by the way. I'm pulling for Luke Fickle to stay there. I mean, think about what Cincinnati could do with Luke Fickle and some Big 12 money. That's his state of Ohio. I would love that for the Big 12. I hope Luke Fickle doesn't take the USC job. I hope he stays right where he is, comes into the Big 12, becomes a legitimate, I mean, right now you would say Cincinnati's a legitimate college football playoff contender. You'd have to say that. And continue to keep that program on the upswing. I I hope Luke Fickle's here to hang around and see Cincinnati through to the Big 12. I, I am, I mean, I'm crossing my fingers for that one. But back to the Big 12. Texas Tech holding off West Virginia in Morgantown. So Tech jumps out to a 17-0 halftime lead. Then West Virginia goes on a 17-0 run in the third quarter. And then it ends up with uh, Texas Tech hanging on for that 23-20 victory on the road. I got to give Henry Columbia credit, the quarterback for Texas Tech, who was replacing Tyler Shuck, who, you know, some people consider to be a first round draft pick if all things break well in uh, the 2022 NFL draft. Columbia, who we saw plenty of last year, didn't look all that good at times. He played a solid, efficient game. He was 23 of 34, 266 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. I mean, he, he managed, I hate to use the word because it's so cliche. The phrase is so cliche. But you know, Henry Columbia managed Texas Tech to a victory. And the Texas Tech defense, notably the rushing defense for the Red Raiders, did a nice job after getting gouged by Bijan Robinson in Texas last week. They gave up only 94 rushing yards, uh, three and a half yards per carry. Letty Brown had under 60 yards on the day. And they did a very nice job on that side of the ball. Now, Jarrett Dagey. I have been very tough on West Virginia quarterback Jarrett Dagey. All right? The guy um, has not progressed like many of us, myself included, would want to see the guy progress from when he took over the job late in 2019 through last season through this season. But I thought Daigie had a couple of good throws. I mean, more than a couple. But a couple of impressive throws in this game. And I'm not looking at this and saying Jarrett Daigie's the reason that this team lost. I'm not coming out of this game feeling that way. Yes, he he fumbled and he lost a fumble. I understand that. And and he still does make too many mistakes, uh, try to squeeze in too many throws that just aren't there. I'm not sitting here saying I'm now Jared Dagey's biggest fan, but I don't look back on this game and say, geez, Jared Dagey's the reason that they lost it. I, I don't. Maybe you do, but I don't. I mean, I think about early in this game, right? When, uh, you know, you get an interception and what ends up happening? Nothing. 
Nothing comes out of it. So there were just moments here where I thought that West Virginia could have gotten it going early on. Of course, scored no points in that first half. Uh, you had fumble issues as well. And it just it, it was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. All right. But even the fumble, like that was a great play by Colin Schooler. That was a great play by him to strip sack Daigie on that play for what for Texas Tech. So I, I get it. West Virginia fans are frustrated right now. You guys are two and three overall. You're 0 and two in conference play, but you've lost these two games by a combined six points. I'm still a Neil Brown fan. Maybe you're not if you're a West Virginia fan, and I understand your frustration, but you lose two games by a combined six points. Now, I know losing at Oklahoma by three is different than losing at home to Texas Tech by three. I, I completely understand that. But still, I'm, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not jumping off the Neil Brown bandwagon. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not. Uh, what else do we have here? Let's see. Uh, we are going to go to, we're going to Oklahoma and Kansas state. Let's continue with Oklahoma and Kansas state with the Sooners pick up a 37 to 31 victory in this one. So Oklahoma, uh, goes on the road, beats Kansas state, snaps that two game losing streak. And Spencer Rattler had the best game that he has had uh, in in just recent memory this season. Best game he's had this season. 22 of 25, 243 yards, and throwing two touchdowns, one pick. He ran for 24 yards as well. For a guy that appears or did appear to have regressed at points this season, he did not look like somebody who had... Um, been playing as poorly as he had been playing. Now, he didn't look like a Heisman contender necessarily, but he made the right strides. He took steps in the right direction against a very good Kansas State defense, and that should be noted um, with the way this Kansas State team is playing right now. There's no doubt in my mind with the way this Kansas State team is playing right now, and with Skylar Thompson back at quarterback, they're a team that can play with anybody in the Big 12. The defense is solid. The offense under Skylar Thompson is so much better than what it is against anybody else in um, uh, just in that position. So they're a good team. And Oklahoma, and by the way, backdoor cover by Kansas State is a killer. OU's up by 13. They got a solid cover going. And then Malik Knowles takes it 93 yards on a kickoff return to the house with a minute left in this game. And Kansas State gets a backdoor cover. I saw that Barstool Sports founder, uh, owner Dave Portnoy, uh, I guess was on K-State Plus 12. And he posted a video that if you want to see, it's up on our website, heartlandcollegesports.com, under the Trending Now section. Portnoy went bonkers when Malik Knowles took it 93 yards to the house with one minute left to give K-State a cover. I, I mean, I... I hated everything about that because I was on the Oklahoma side of things. And I'll tell you what, though, if I knew Skylar Thompson was going to play, I'm not sure I would have been on the Oklahoma side of things. How about K-State playing that one close to the vest, huh? K-State telling us all week, Skylar Thompson, he's doubtful. He's probably not going to play. And he goes out there. He completes 29-41 passes, three touchdowns, 300-plus yards. He looked good. He looked good for a guy that, you know, some people thought was going to be out for the season with a knee injury when he hurt it against Southern Illinois. So go figure. But Skylar Thompson being back is a great thing for Kansas State as they have a bye week before taking on Iowa State in a couple of weeks. So 
it's a tough loss, uh, you know, to, to beat Oklahoma three straight times for Chris Kleiman would have been absolutely incredible. But either way, uh, Oklahoma improves to 5-0 and with this victory. K-State is 3-2 and and 0-2 in conference play after playing the two Oklahoma schools each of the past two weeks. And it just never felt to me like with Oklahoma comfortably leading this game, it never really felt to me that K-State was going to get itself back in the game. Even on the onside kick, right? The onside kick drama from Kansas State where they kick it 10 yards, they recover the onside kick, but then we find out the kicker had touched it twice when he right as he kicked it. I mean, that's the right call by the officials. You can't sit there if you're a K-State fan and blame that for the loss. You can't. I mean, that, that's just that, that, that there, there's no way you can say, yeah, that's the reason that we lost this game. I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't do that. I think that's being completely unfair. And anyway, it was the right call. And the Landry Weber catch uh, that was overturned on a fourth and long, that was also the right call by the officials. That was not a catch. Clearly hit the ground, clearly used the ground. So I, K-State fans, to me on this one, they can't be pointing the finger at the officials. I, I don't think that that's fair. Right call, but you can't review it twice. Well, as I understand it, that's a comment on Instagram Live. OU challenged it, right? So uh, OU challenged it. So that's what made it different on on the review. It was the same play, but you were challenging a a different part of the play when the review was about whether or not the ball went 10 yards. That was my understanding, and the Big 12 officials did have an explanation for it after the game as well. So that's where I'm standing on that, and I'm sure that if, if there's more drama around this, we'll follow it at Heartland College Sports. All right, who are your top four teams in the Big 12? Let me talk about the rest of the games, and then I'll answer that question. And by the way, this show is brought to you by MyBookie.com, where with our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, you get a 100% sign-up bonus with MyBookie.com. That's right. The promo code BIG12, BIG12, gets you a 100% sign-up bonus on your first deposit. So you put in 100 you get 200. It's easy as that, 200 to 400, and there's no unlocking it. They just put it right in your account. It's free play money. Go place those bets, either college football or the NFL, of course, as the NFL gets ready for week four this week. Uh, they've been longtime friends and partners of this show, so we're very grateful for their partnership, and, and we want you to get involved as well. That's where I place all my bets at mybookie.com, and you can take advantage today with that promo code BIG12, that is big one, two. All right, let's, uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, Iowa State, Kansas. That was ugly. Cyclones roll 59-7. to seven. The first quarter, you know, I was watching Oklahoma State Baylor for a few minutes and then figured I'd flip over to Kansas, Iowa State, and the game was over. It was 28-0. Like, the first quarter was a disaster. Here's the first quarter in this game. First quarter in this game is, here's how it goes, all right? Uh, Let's see. K-State punt, Iowa State touchdown. Uh, Not K-State. KU punt, Iowa State touchdown. KU fumble, Iowa State touchdown. KU turnover on downs, Iowa State touchdown. KU blocks field goal, Iowa State touchdown. And there you have it, 28-0, first quarter, game is over, that's it. 
I mean, I'm not declaring this Brocktober just yet for Iowa State. All right, beat K State, beat Oklahoma State. Those are their next two games, and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk. You just—it's like I said about Baylor two weeks ago. You can't sit here and take a lot out of whatever your team is doing against KU and start thumping your chest. I told Baylor fans the same thing, and I'm not saying Iowa State fans are doing that. They're not. I have not seen that happening. But anyone who wants to, it's like, it's KU. And I'm still a Lance Leipold guy. He's got a long road ahead. He's five games into his coaching career, but it's KU. They stink. They absolutely stink. And great, you took out your frustrations from Iowa and from Baylor on on the Jayhawks, and that's it, and... Uh, you know, you move on. You got a bye week. You got K-State, Farmageddon, and let's roll. And that's that's all you really take out of this game and and not much else. So that's, 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 that's the extent of that. And then Oklahoma State and Baylor. The Cowboys are 5-0. and They win this game 24-14, to uh, much closer than the 10-point score may indicate. Of course, Oklahoma State was leading 17-14 late, punched in a late touchdown for a 10-point victory. Another game that, you know, was a four-point spread in favor of the Cowboys. They cover easily, but it really wasn't easily. I mean, Baylor had this thing to three points, and if Oklahoma State, who went for it on that fourth and two late in the game, doesn't convert, we possibly have a different ball game. But they end up getting a Jalen Warren touchdown, and the rest is history. Speaking of Jalen Warren, This guy at running back for Oklahoma State, if you haven't watched him, I mean, you should. He is a fun player to watch. In a weird way, he's he's more fun to watch than Chuba Hubbard. I mean, Chuba Hubbard had all that speed, hit the edge, boom, he's gone, find the hole. Warren's like a between-the-tackles, tough back, but he's also got speed. Um, He's just a really fun guy to watch right now. And if I'm drafting running backs in the Big 12, not the NFL level, but if I'm doing like a fantasy Big 12 draft and I'm needing the running back position, if Bijan Robinson's gone and if Brees Hall's gone, I'm taking Jalen Warren. All right, that, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's how impressed I've been with this guy through the first uh, or the last few games especially. And they have ridden this dude, and he has been up to the challenge. And uh, Oklahoma State fans should be thrilled with what they've got at running back right now. Spencer Sanders had himself a game as well. Threw for 182 yards, rushed for another 76. He did throw three interceptions, which bothers you, obviously, if you're an Oklahoma State fan. But you're 5-0. and You're probably going to be ranked in the top 15 come tomorrow. So I, how much complaining can you do, especially when this defense is as good as it's been? I mean, this defense that held Baylor to under four rushing yards uh, per carry, that kept Gary Bohannon in check and did a really nice job throughout the night. I mean, they have so much to be excited about on that side of the ball for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It really has been incredibly impressive to watch this defense just play week after week and keep teams in check and they pitched a shutout in the first half I mean Oklahoma State if you're not watching them for that defense you're missing out it is a ton of fun to watch this Oklahoma State defense play every single week and you know if you still hear from people who are saying the Big 12 is not playing defense they literally don't pay attention to college football you look at this this uh 
this conference right now. Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia. They are all playing really good defense. I left off Kansas. I left off Texas because the offense has performed much better than the defense. And I left off Texas Tech. Uh, But you could make an argument for them in some way, shape, or form. So this is a a conference that is playing really, really good uh, defense right now. And it's starting in Stillwater. All right. It's, it's at least taking place in Stillwater. That's for darn sure. On Instagram Live, Pete, who are your top four teams in the Big 12 right now? Wow. That's a tough question, but here's what I would do top of my head. Uh, all right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Texas. Ooh, boy, Baylor. I'd have to go Baylor. I mean, I can't go Iowa State. I mean, Baylor just beat them. Those would be my top four in order. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor. Top four teams in the Big 12 right now. That's not how I'm saying the season will end or how the standings will look come the end of November, early December. But right now, those are my top four in order. So there you have it. Week five recap and review of the Big 12 football weekend that was. Five games on the schedule, and boy, were they fun ones to follow. Thank you guys for joining us, by the way, on Instagram Live. Please do share this on the Instagram side of things. A lot going on there. Of course, on the podcast as well, um, which you can leave a rating and review on, and then send me a screenshot, and we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And if you've been waiting for your koozie, the new shipment just came in. So that means that I will be getting them in the mail to you in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Can Iowa State win out? No. No, Iowa State's not going to win out. I mean, can they? Yeah, I guess they can. But no, Iowa State's not going to win out. I mean, they got to go to Kansas State, home to Oklahoma State, at Morgantown, West Virginia, Take on Texas at home. Go to Lubbock. Go to Norman. Home to TCU. No, they're not winning out. They're not. Sorry. Uh, But I don't, I mean, who's going to be in the Big 12 championship game? I think right now it's Oklahoma. And then you can make a case for five other teams in this league that could play Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. And OU's not even a lock, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've won six straight Big 12 championships. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I hope that that, you know, that, that should make sense. That should be fair. They're undefeated. They've won six straight Big 12 titles. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt, all right? I'm Pete Mundo. We are heartlandcollegesports.com. You guys have a great night. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Hit subscribe on the podcast as well, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great night.